Gone are the days of knights and chivalry, and yet that hasn't changed God's vision of you as a man of valor. Today, pornography is a simple mouse click away, and sexual addiction is at an epidemic level. Dr. Mark Laser is an internationally known author and speaker, the leading Christian authority on sexual addiction, and the host of Faithful and True's online radio production, The Men of Valor Program. Here now is Dr. Mark Laser. Welcome to the Men of Valor program. Maybe I should say, Randy, welcome back. We have been on a bit of a hiatus, and uh, that was due uh, to um, a procedure you had. Why don't you give us a health update? We're well, here. I'm happy to be back, Mark, and thank you for that welcome. Uh, I, uh, I had the blessing of having a miraculous uh, hip Resur- um, replacement surgery done by Dr. Mark Heller at United Hospital in St. Paul, Minnesota. And uh, this is a godly inspired, very talented surgeon who did my hip replacement. And uh, here we are three weeks later, and I'm happy to report that uh, I'm recovering uh, in record time. Yeah, you seem to be. So that has been an answer to prayer. And uh, so we are good to go. We appreciate the audience's patience with the uh, rebroadcast of a series that we had done uh, much earlier. And today, we are going to uh, move on to uh, the second to the last uh, of our uh, study through the fifth chapter of the book of Matthew, the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, as we've gotten into this, uh, I think we've all realized how much meat there is here in this chapter. And uh, it's actually taken... uh, a lot more weeks than I originally anticipated. Well, it's one of those, you know, sometimes we start these series, Mark, and we never are quite positive what we have. Uh, and then we, you know, crack open the shell and <laughs> lots lots of time uh, from it uh, blossoms a, a great series. And this has been one of those cases. We've gotten really nice feedback uh, from our listeners you know, last weekend we had uh, uh, another one of our three-day intensive Men of Valor workshops, and I had several of the guys drop by my office and say, hey, mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying this series on the book of Matthew. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I know that they were looking forward to us wrapping uh, this series, uh, continuing it and wrapping it up. Well, you know, I would uh, venture to say that uh, some of Jesus' teaching here has been uh, very, very challenging, and that is certainly going to be true uh, with the verses we're going to look at today. And I I think we should probably give a bit of an introduction that uh, we're going to get into uh, needing to talk today about anger, uh, resentment, and entitlement. So how's that for a bit of a leader? Well, that's, that's a full menu. I'm, I'm eager for us to get started. All right. Well, we are coming now to verse 38 of the fifth chapter. These are words that I think most people would know they're kind of almost a part of common parlance. So let me just read it. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and tooth for tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If someone strikes you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if someone wants to sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. If someone forces you to go one mile, Go with him two miles. Give to the one who asks you, and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. So um, difficult, don't you think? 
Yeah, it certainly is, because especially in our world today, as you look at these, all these situations and turning the other cheek, and, and yet it, it opens up really a lot of categories for deep discussion, because we live in a world where subjects like corporal punishment uh, mm-hmm. and, and the death penalty and things like that for horrific crimes, and sometimes it's hard to fully grasp what Jesus is getting at, uh, you know, when we're reading words like an eye for an eye and uh, and our tendency to want to take it literally uh, and, and just looking for a correct direction on, on how we should handle this. Well, one of the things we've been doing is looking at the cultural context, and we've been dependent a lot on Dr. William Barclay, a great biblical scholar of years ago, and uh, he does a very good job, as he always does, of uh, putting it in the context of Jewish law and uh, the current situation in Jesus' time with the occupation of the Romans, and all of that needs to be taken into consideration here. The uh, The main thing that uh, we need to understand is that this law of uh, retaliation, uh, in a way, or uh, allowing the punishment to kind of fit the original crime, it was kind of the uh, basis of Jewish law. Uh, in fact, Dr. Bartley called it by a Latin term, which I don't think we need to get into. Uh, who's going to remember it anyway? But uh, there is some kind of basis in uh, ancient Jewish law about uh, the fact that uh, if a person you know, did, for some strange reason, uh, uh, somehow gouge out somebody's eye, the correct punishment would be to gouge out the eye of the offender and so forth. But he makes some clarifications uh, about that that I think are important. Uh, by the way, he called this the uh, the more common term for it, he said, was the law of tit for tat. I didn't know where that came from, but evidently it comes from this. So uh, You learn something new every day. Yes, for those Cliff Clavens out there that would like... <laughs> Little known fact. Some trivia. Thank you, Cliff. Yeah, tit for tat. But anyway, one of the clarifications he had is that uh, in Jewish law, uh, it was not for the individual who had been harmed or offended to uh, take revenge. Uh, It was only the uh, role of a judge, and there were judges, certainly, as we all know. There's the book of Judges in the Old Testament, but uh, there were judges, and it was the job of the judges to exert any punishment that was going to be carried out. He also said that it was very rarely the case that uh, this law was literally uh, uh, applied. So, in other words, uh, there was a lot of room for mercy, and that was usually the case, so that... uh, it was not uh, often practiced that, you know, it was this direct and this literal. So um, I think we all need to take some comfort from that, that uh, uh, the main point of it is that it is not for us uh, as the offended party to be the one who is going to exert the uh, punishment. Playing the role of judge and jury. Playing the role of judge and jury. Right, That's exactly right, right. So in the end, uh, we are to basically trust in the Lord that that the offender will uh, one day receive his due or just punishment. That that is that is right. In fact, uh, quite the opposite. I mean, this is in that that section where Jesus is is clarifying the law and also expanding the law. I mean, he is uh, you know calling us to a new and higher standard here. So we'll get to that here in just just a second. But uh, I think it is important to know that uh, uh, we are not ourselves to be the one who uh, tries to seek revenge. So what this uh, verse about eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth, and then the, the one about slap, he had 
something interesting to say about this is that uh, in Jewish thinking, when you get slapped across the face, and I don't know how common an experience that was, but if you get slapped across the face with an open hand, that was bad. But if you were to strike the other cheek, uh, you'd have to do it with the back of your hand. And the uh, getting slapped by the back of your hand was actually a double insult. Yeah, more aggressive. So Jesus is even getting a little bit more specific that, uh, uh, you know, we are to, you know, technically allow for the double insult. So we are to accept insults. And that is, uh, you know, one of the main points that Dr. Barkley is making here, that uh, uh, Jesus is teaching us to accept insults. And uh, even as I say that, I mean, I think that is kind of hard to take in. Is it an attempt for us to uh, develop a sense of tolerance? Well, a sense of uh, patience, a sense of tolerance, a sense of uh, uh, of acceptance at some level. Um, he goes on to say that not only should we accept insults, but that we should not resent it. And that's what my leader was, that uh, we should not uh, necessarily harbor anger or resentment. The thing about retaliation also brings up the point about uh, entitlement. In other words, uh, we are not to feel entitled uh, to take revenge and... Uh, I'm going to try in our second half to kind of apply this to how I think it uh, pertains to our population of people. Okay. All right. That sounds good. So um, let me just summarize that, and maybe we can go to break. Uh, Jesus is teaching us definitely to accept any insult, never resent it, and to never retaliate. Could I be more clear? Uh, No, and I love that about you. You are listening (laughs) to the exceedingly clear Dr. Mark Laser. And this is the Men of Valor program. We'll be right back. Do you struggle with the use of pornography? Faithful and True is a Christian-based counseling center specializing in the treatment of sexual addiction and compulsive behavior issues. Our well-trained staff has the highest levels of clinical expertise combined with personal experience to understand and effectively treat your sexual addiction. We have a proven track record for helping men who are seeking a transformation in their lives. Our Men of Valor three-day intensive workshops, led by Dr. Mark Laser and Dr. Greg Miller, are the most effective and affordable treatment program in the country. Our workshop alumni rate our workshops as life-changing. We also offer workshops for spouses and couples. If you're ready to make a change in your life and are seeking a treatment program provided by the top Christian experts in the sexual addiction field, visit us today at faithfulandtrue.com to learn more. That's faithfulandtrue.com. Time now for the Trigger of the Week. Trigger of the Week. Uh, We decided that, uh, you know, and and as our listeners should know, uh, there are times on the show when we talk about literal triggers, uh, triggers that are sexual in nature, and there are other times when we talk about triggers that make us more vulnerable to temptation. And that is the one that comes up for both you and I uh, today because I think this last uh, year has been... uh, a year of considerable amounts of pain, and pain is our trigger of the week. And I'm talking now about physical pain. 
we could easily talk about emotional pain, but today I, uh, I'm just aware uh, over the last year as I've been <clears throat> dealing with a lot of uh, back pain due to my multiple myeloma, and you've been dealing with a lot of hip pain, back pain, that dealing with pain uh, is, is uh, very common. I think there's a lot of people out there, much more so than we sometimes realize, who are on a daily basis uh, dealing with a fair amount of physical pain in their life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, uh, like we teach here, uh, we are tempted at times to um, medicate that pain in any way we can. We obviously have to be careful about pain medications. We're having a national uh, opioid epidemic uh, at this point, and if you go into almost any doctor with any kind of severe pain, you're going to get a prescription for, you know, uh, oxycontin or hydrocodone or something like that. And uh, I think both of you and I have had to be careful about uh, uh, over this past year about not getting addicted to that. Um, my experience is Tylenol doesn't quite work as well, but uh, we do have to be very careful. Well, because of your and my uh, kind of constant conversations over these uh, this past year about it, uh, when I was put on oxycodone uh, for the hip replacement, I was acutely aware that I didn't want I wanted nothing to do with developing a, a dependency uh, on it. And so I was on it just a very relative short uh, number of days uh, just because mm-hmm. I had my heart set on breaking free from it. And, uh, you know, and they had prescribed, you know, a couple of other things. None of it uh, produced a pain-free uh, mm-hmm. feeling. So you just learn to manage your pain and mm-hmm. deal with it. And whether they were giving me the... Uh, they did gave me a 325 milligram version of aspirin. They gave me uh, a, a 600 milligram version of Tylenol, or you know, of uh, ibuprofen. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I've just tried to have that work for me. And uh, mm-hmm. b- but then I'm watching the news last night, Mark, and I'm astounded. They're talking about this dangerous new drug that mm-hmm. is available online that that kids are getting their hands right. on. Right. That is like ten times the potency of heroin, which is just scary to think that anyone could have access to that powerful of drug. Well, that's right. But remember that our trigger of the week is about how we cope with pain. And uh, we could talk about the fact that some of us get uh, dependent on drugs. uh, And there are certainly any number of drug addicts out there that could relate to that. But I think in our population, we're also talking about um, any kind of situation in which we feel like we uh, need to medicate pain. And uh, so uh, some of our um, sex addicts out there are, are quite familiar with that one. So uh, for today, um, physical pain is our trigger of the week. Well, let's return our listeners, Mark, to today's uh, content in which we're talking about Matthew five thirty-eight. Well, yeah, and there's a second part to this uh, where Jesus is talking about giving. And again, there's cultural context here. You, you know, the tunic and the cloak thing. It was Jewish law that everybody had a bunch of tunics. Tunics was like an undergarment. The cloak was the outer garment. The cloak was something that you wore on a daily basis, and then at night you used it as a blanket. So uh, there was not Jewish law to uh, have to give anybody a cloak, but uh, there was something in Jewish law about sharing your tunics. And I don't quite get that, but that's what Dr. Barkley was talking about. So again, Jesus is going uh, the distance here. He's going an extra a mile, so to speak, and he's saying that if someone asks for your tunic, give him your cloak also. So he's saying to go even further. And then, of course, he talks about 
uh, if someone asks you to go a mile, um, and he uh, got into talking about the fact that the Romans at any time could conscript uh, a Jewish person uh, to uh, carry something, a message or whatever, and uh, that uh, the whole road system was marked out in increments, and um, uh, they could make you go a mile or whatever they could do. And Jesus is simply saying, if someone asks you, like the Romans, to go a mile, go an extra mile. So, And uh, he goes on to talk about you know not refusing someone who wants money or wants to borrow things. And uh, he's setting up uh, a standard for us, which is... Uh, is um, difficult that that uh, again we are not to reject requests we are to be cheerful givers as we sometimes talk about and uh, the main point of it is that uh, if we see a need out there uh, we should basically do something about it it sounds like he's in endorsing and, and promoting us to be uh, a generous and understanding people right that is right and to be uh, gracious understanding giving you know, we're not necessarily to give to people who don't need it. I think that's one of the things that uh, Dr. Barkley was talking about, that, uh, you know, if someone who is wealthy is asking us for a loan or asking us for something, you know, we're not required at that point to do anything about it, but that we should always be aware of, uh, you know, those who are in need, those who are poor, those who have legitimate things that they need, and uh, we should always be willing to uh, be generous. So. Well, this last piece, as you have described it, to me, just made me think of maybe the second example in today's show in which an original phrase that we didn't know where it came from, your earlier example was tit for tat, but this last example that you're saying is maybe that's where we get go the extra mile. Right. So so when we you're know. saying, you know, Jesus is telling us if you're asked to go a mile by someone, go two miles, go the extra mile. Right. And uh, so that just struck me as we're, uh, we're uncovering the origin of a lot of these yeah. uh, well-known and well-used phrases. Well, that's right. Yeah, that's the Cliff Clavin moment again in terms of the origin of words or the origin of phrases. Phrases Go the extra mile goes back to uh, Matthew 5. There's no doubt about it. You and I would be dangerous playing Trivial Pursuit. Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not so sure about that, but... Um, well, you know, I think uh, the average listener out there is, is, you know, kind of, you know, this is challenging. Uh, and, you know, what do we uh, sometimes do with this? Well, I, I think we kind of say, well, that was Jesus talking. I'm not perfect. I'm an original sinner. I'm not going to get this right. And, you know, we tend to kind of space it off. I know I do. Uh, and uh, what the way I want to try to relate it to, to our population is is simply to remind particularly the addicts that are listening, that um, there is a lot of anger and resentment that is generally behind all acting out. And um, there is also, uh, for a lot of the men, uh, a sense of entitlement that is behind acting out. So, um, in other words, we feel at points that, uh, you know, growing up or whatever, we have not been um, well-treated, we have not gotten our needs met, we have perhaps been invasively ab abused. Um, that creates core beliefs and uh, about being bad and worthless uh, people. But it also, I think, uh, inside of us creates a certain amount of uh, anger. Uh, and then for those of us that are married, um, I think a lot of us go into marriage with expectations and thoughts about things we deserve. And uh, if we feel, if our perception is, that those needs and expectations are not getting met, 
then it makes us angry, makes us resentful, and now we start also feeling entitled to get those needs met. And uh, uh, an addict uh, starts thinking, well, you know, that justifies me then, uh, even at points to cross the flesh line and or to uh, at least, you know, masturbate or, you know, look at pornography or something like that. So um, I, I know that uh, spiritually, a lot of what we're working on here at Faithful and True is helping our men with their anger and resentment. You know, that can go back to stuff that happened in their, their family of origin. Last night in our Tuesday night group, we had quite a discussion about fathers in particular and what they were like and not like. And, uh, you know, you could just see in a lot of the men that uh, anger and resentment was building up. There are other moments in our groups and certainly our sessions where, you know, the men are admitting to um, having disappointments and so forth uh, about their expectations about marriage being violated. And uh, I know for a fact uh, uh, that, you know, it's that combination of anger and resentment and entitlement um, that allows uh, or pushes the average man man that we work with across uh, his own moral boundaries. So what I guess I'm saying for today, and it's a quite simple message, is that, you know, part of our vision for ourselves as we heal is to really uh, work on this anger, resentment, and sense of entitlement. The final point I think about all of this that Dr. Barkley makes is that the Christian, uh, this is how he put it, the Christian thinks not of his rights, but of his duties, not of his privileges, but of his responsibilities. Uh, So uh, if we do have an attitude of uh, rights, we have certain rights, certain expectations, uh, we have certain privileges. We are we are to take a close look at that and learn that uh, as Christians, our responsibility is to give, to serve, to uh, take our anger and resentment to God and, and uh, try to surrender it and uh, be the men and women that God calls us to be. I think that is um, the challenge of passages like this. And I, I think I would uh, also say that probably none of us is ever going to get to this Um, perfectly, but uh, it is, in fact, a standard to which we should strive. You have been listening to Dr. Mark Laser. My name's Randy Everett, your co-host, and we thank you for joining us this week on the Men of Valor program. We hope that this series and that today's message has been beneficial to you. We hope that uh, this week will be a week that is filled with many blessings and great vision. You've been listening to the Men of Valor program with Dr. Mark Laser. For information about this program or to learn more about Faithful and True, visit us at FaithfulandTrue.com. That's FaithfulandTrue.com.